0: Aloha and welcome. You're listening to Soul Dancer, the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth and your host for this show. I look forward to diving into yet another show where we explore the many different facets of worth. I highly encourage you to also remember there are tons of on-demand shows. All you need to do is click to blogtalkradio.com forward slash What. I Am Worth, and listen to the on-demand shows. We've got over four years' worth of shows now stacked up for your enjoyment. And now, let's dive into our next show. On this episode of Pay Me What I'm Worth, I want you to meet a gentleman that caught my eye out on a Google Plus community. I've totally left Facebook because I have found no use for Facebook whatsoever, and I've been using Google Plus now for over a year and have fallen in love with it. And one of the communities that I've joined is a group that's focused on working at home. And in that group, we've got a whole bunch of very interesting people. And a gentleman by the name of Michael Prupsma put out a really interesting video. He started sharing a story that, boy, I've heard Michael's story dozens of times. And I thought it's important to refresh our listeners about his story, because I bet his story may sound a lot like yours. Michael, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, so
0: I'm delighted. As you know, folks, I feature people who, they know there's something more to life. They know that they want to get out of what I call the 40-40 Club, and to my absolute delight, Michael, you knew what the 40-40 Club is. What is it?
1: Working 40 hours a week for 40 years and hopefully retiring on 40% of that income we hopefully saved.
0: If you make it that far, right? Yes. Is that pretty much the club your parents and your parents' parents followed? Yes. Okay. Is that the club that you're in? No. Ha <laughs> You've made the change. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, Pay Me What I'm Worth is about helping you break out of the 4040 Club so that you can be doing what you love doing right now. So, Michael, I've just met you, and I have no idea what you and your delightful girlfriend have in mind, but I have a sneaking suspicion you want to be doing something you love so much that the concept of retirement is an absolute foreign idea. True? Yes. Excellent. Paint us a picture now. Help us jump back into your life. Do you mind sharing how old you are now? I am 32. Oh, a whopping 32. Folks, we have just a young in here. I'm 54. My God, I'm almost twice his age. How old were you? when you started the workforce? Help us get to know you a little bit.
1: I was actually 16. Okay. What was your first job? I worked at a golf course with my uncle. I was in the grounds department. Since I was 16, I wasn't allowed to operate the machine. So I got stuck operating a rake, which is manual labor. My uncle bought me into that because I was in the process of saving for my very first car Uh and since my parents they worked at a factory in a department store they could not help me
0: buy a car. So your parents pretty much gave you the reality check that if you want it you got to work for it right and so your parents adopted the model of you get a job you do your job you earn, you earn your keep right yeah so you were about to be installed at the age of 16 you began your journey of the 40 40 year club in there and I would imagine that over the last 15 years you've had a variety of different positions but there was one moment in one of those positions that you said you know what this ain't working for me put us in that moment how old were you what were you doing and what tipped it. What was the last straw?
1: 2007 is when we had the economy collapse. I lost my job that way and it wasn't nothing that I could do. And then I thought I was just going to pick up from that job and then just go start at a new job, kind of where I left off. And then I realized that after I sold basically everything that I had because when I lost my job, I couldn't get unemployment. I couldn't get any type of income, so I had to resort to selling everything that I acquired over those few years of making close to $30 an hour. After after everything was gone, frequent trips to the pawn store to trade in the stuff that I did have to try to pay off my bills and eat. And then the last thing I knew how to do, just like I found the other job, was searching the help-wanted classified sections and started calling these jobs because I needed a way to earn some money because I could not trade in any more of my stuff because I had nothing left. And then I seen a job for a lawn care technician, and I figured, hey, I worked at the golf course since I was little. I knew some stuff about mowing grass and lawn care and stuff like that, so then I went with that job. I just thought, you know, I can start this job, and then maybe I could find something better as the time goes on. It was just something that I could have at that moment, and uh, I felt like Why did this have to happen to me? I was working three times as hard for a third of the pay, and something really struck me about two or three years into that job is it was the beginning of another season here. It's usually like late February, early March when the grass starts growing. That's when we go out and start taking care of the lawns and stuff like that. But then I realized I overheard the owners and their little meeting. They were doing advertising and they would send out direct mail to get more business for their company. And then I realized that they had an advertising budget of $30,000 they would invest like $30,000 in just a few weeks sending out mailers to try to get new customers. Something struck me that particular moment right then. I, I asked myself, what if I could be that guy that learns marketing, that learns how to do that? Because when I realized, what if I could change what I'm doing and earn Maybe $30,000 in a month. That just lit a fire in me. It was more like a passion to better my life. But then I had two feelings. I had one was pushing me because the job that I had, I didn't want to work there for the rest of my life. But if I just seen my future, I was going to realize that I was going to end up just like my parents, struggling to make a living on Social Security because they didn't have a good type of job throughout their whole career. My mom worked from a department store in a factory, and they didn't have a savings plan or 401k so later on in life after they couldn't really work anymore they would rely on just the social security and you know I try to help them out as much as I can but I didn't want to be that person when I come to my life and I look back and, and ask myself could I have done something different I needed a way to make If not more money, but a way that a skill that I can learn, that I can take and use for the rest of my life.
0: Recapping, if I'm hearing you correctly, your passion started getting lit. You began to realize there's more to life. You began to realize you're smart. You know how to learn. You've got the Internet. You've got all these resources that you can learn a new skill, right? Yes. So is it safe to say you allowed your curiosity to kick in? That I did. You helped your curiosity grow. Now, as your curiosity was growing and you began to realize that there are other options, I always tell people, and and folks who've been on part of my series, I know that you're going to say, oh, God, here comes this story again. The analyzer and the explorer, am I going to have to hear this story again? To me, when we're in explorer mode, which is what you're in, Michael, you decided to get into the Explorer mode. And to me, the Explorer, like a little child, they really don't know what the destination is going to look like. They're just having fun exploring, right? Yes. Yeah. Whereas the Analyzer kicks in and goes, Michael, what the hell are you doing? This is, no, you've got a decent job. Yeah, your parents, yeah, that's not the good best timeline, but you got a roof over your head. you got food on the table. Your Analyzer kicks in and kind of battles you about a little bit, didn't it? Yes, it did. How did you strike a balance of telling your analyzer, saying, you know what, I hear what you're saying, but I got to do this? How did you do that?
1: It was because I had something pushing me, which was making a change from the job and just realizing... All these people online, if you really dig into the stories, they started at rock bottom and there was something just like inside me that, that needed and wanted a change. And I just knew that it was going to be better on the other side if I just kept doing and learning these skills that I've been learning these last few years.
0: So you did something most people don't. I would venture to guess, Michael, that 90% of the people listening to this show right now are armchair quarterbacks. They sit there and they wah, 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 wah. They talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk talk about making a change. They never do it. You are doing it. You made that first step. You took that first step. Do you recall what it felt like when you took that first step?
1: I was skeptical in myself because I... I, I honestly, I was really shy growing up. Uh, it took me till I was like maybe 17 to either, even answer the phone because I had this concept that. I wasn't good enough. I had these limiting beliefs that I couldn't do it. Everyone else might could do it, but I couldn't feel it in myself. Every day, I would just keep pushing forward, even though there was days where I would quit on myself. I would stop maybe for like a week or two, but then as I What do you mean continued- by
0: quit on yourself? What do you mean by that? What's quit? Get discouraged because you weren't earning the money you thought you should be earning, and so you said, this is not working?
1: Yes, when I got started... A lot of people, they create, like, a vision. If you get into this company and do this, you could earn $50,000 by next year. And the first few months, actually, I, I didn't earn near that. Yeah, I might have earned 100 or $2, but then I kept asking myself, is this worth it? Is this going to work for me? And I realized, just like any athlete, when they start, they got to train, they got to endure themselves to really learn and master their trade and that's what I did I just kept pushing forward I just kept reminding myself that this is better than ending up at 65 or 75 or whenever I would be able to retire and have really nothing to show for myself and I would want to Rewind my life and start over. So I just realized that I needed to do something different to make it happen.
0: So you you began to get in touch with this internal tug of war. There was one side of you saying, "No, no, 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 just stay with your job." Da, 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 da. Yeah, it might suck by the time you get to sixty-five. That was one side of the tug of war. The other side of the tug of war said, "Screw this! I'm taking the challenges now. I'm taking the risks now." You know, folks, if you've ever watched a tug-of-war game where you've got two teams and you've got that rope and you've got the old ribbon in the middle of that rope and you've got all these teams struggling, that rope just doesn't seem to move, the ribbon barely moves, and then all of a sudden one team slips or one team gets the confidence and that tug-of-war is won, the the ribbon moved. So what I'm hearing you say, Michael, is that internal struggle, that internal A tug of war inside is would it be safe to say that you wanted to be in a position that when your parents need help that it was so easy for you to help them that you didn't even have to think twice about them was that one of the things pushing you to learn and grow that was one of them yes what were some of your other incentives
1: I actually met my girlfriend online over five years ago, and she lives 190 miles away from me, and we've been together now for over five years. In fact, this March 2015, we're going to be together for five years, and working at a job, I I just knew that if I stopped working at a job and then ended up having to Rely on working at another job. I'm, I was going to have to drop everything that I built up to this point and then start all over again. I realized if I could just learn these skills part time instead of always coming home watching TV and trying to entertain myself, I can turn <laughs> I can turn that those entertainment or what I call time wasting hours <laughs> yep. into learning and. Yep that's what I did. I, I I came home, I was committed, I made dinner, I got my chores done, and instead of watching TV, watching the negative, the news that, that just cores message of negative, you know, this is bad, this is what happened, natural disasters, it was just putting bad information in my head, and it was trapping in my subconscious mind, and then everything I would do, I'd question myself and stuff like that. So then I started watching motivational videos. I started learning new stuff. I started watching training videos and how to build home-based businesses and just all those types of skills that I've learned now. And just that window of time where I I could be just wasting time. I could be going out to the bar drinking like, like I used to do. But then I realized if I really wanted to make it happen, I was going to have to commit to learning these skills, and that was the time that I had to do it,
0: Exactly. Now, as you're doing that, one of the things, folks, you remember from other shows, we've got over 200 other shows to listen to. And by the way, if you ever want to listen to the shows on demand, you just click on Pay Me What I'm Worth up at the top or come on out to blogtalkradio.com forward slash pay me what I am worth We've got over 200 shows for you to listen to at your leisure. As you were getting into switching what I call negative addictions, the TV clicking, the going out to the bars, spending money on extraordinary cable rates, and blah, 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 as you started shifting into listening to positive motivational stuff, possibly even purchasing materials and working through the course materials, what was going on with the people that knew you, the people that liked meeting you at the bar, the people that liked coming over to your house and having beers and watching the game and hanging out? What was going on in the personal life as you began to improve yourself?
1: They actually tried to bring me back down with them. Uh, oh, my Come on, you could do that tomorrow. Let's go to the game. Let's go to the bar. We got a pool tournament tonight. Or even my friend said, Why are you even going to try that? You know, you can't write a blog. You know, you're shy. You can't make videos. You know, you can't. Like they were just forcing this information in my head that was trying to bring me back down to their level so then they didn't have to improve self to uh-huh. keep i surrounded with me. And what I've learned is you surround yourself with people greater than you saying like more, they're making more income or they're at where you wanted, want to be already. Success leaves clues is like yep. what I like to say. Yep. So I just kept following the mentors of my life and following their path and what they've been doing instead of letting them people try to bring me down. And it was all in actually my mindset. I would ask myself, is this really worth it if it's not? But when I really learned to just not listen to them, just say they were trying to bring me down and just continue with my path, it was tough there for a while. But now, to tell you the truth, I never had such a good relationship with my friends because I also inspire them now to do more and better things with their life than just waste their life doing basically nothing, hoping, praying, and wishing some way someday that their life is automatically going to get better, like they think they're going to play the lottery and win a lottery ticket, and they think their life is going to be better, or maybe they're going to get a promotion at their job, or they're going to move up the corporate ladder. And what I see with moving up the corporate ladder, you make a little bit more money, but then you have so much more weight on your shoulders, you have so much more to worry about, and it seems like your stress level just goes through the roof and people end up dying of like heart attacks yep. because there's so much stress and build up and pressure that that was in them it, it's just tough
0: you did something rather rare your address book hasn't changed too much you've helped them come along for the ride yeah one of the things i tell people is as you begin to shift i don't know about you Michael, is it fair to say that as you teach people what you're learning, you learn it even better? Is that a true statement? That is more than true. Give me an example where you're just learning something. I mean, literally, the paint isn't even dry. You've learned something, and you started putting it into practice. You started to not only do it, but you started teaching other people. Have you encountered people who are going, okay, look, Michael, I know you're excited about what you're doing. I'm really happy for you. But you know what? I can't keep up with you. This just isn't my game. Just let me take things my own pace. Have you encountered those people? Yes. How do you take that? Do you take it as defeat? Do you take it as like you failed? Or do you recognize that everybody's just got their own speed?
1: I've recognized it that everyone's got their own speed, and even though I might be good at something, they might be even better at something that I'm not good at. So everyone can find their own little way doing doing the way that really works for them. And it, it might not work for me, but if it works for them better, I really encourage them to
0: pursue
1: that way.
0: Michael, you're ahead of the game when it comes to teachers. Your teammates are going to be very lucky as they join you. By the way, folks, if you want to learn more about Mike, his link here is in the show notes. But in case you're listening to this on iTunes or other stations, you can go out to bit.ly. Yes, it's my famous bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash modern Mike, M-O-D-E-R-N, modern Mike. And that'll take you right out to his about page. We're having just a few minutes left. I want to just leave some teasers out there because Michael will bring you back later on down the line and maybe we'll bring some of the team members that have been already influenced by your teaching. I want to hear from them what they think of you and you as a teacher and hear their stories and mix it and mingle a little bit. We started out by taking a time machine into the past and you helped us get a little flavor about where it is that you've been and what you've accomplished so far. I want you to pretend now we've just fast-forwarded 50 years. You're now 82 years old. Just for grins and giggles, paint us a picture. Give us a day in the life of 82. Where are you living and what are you doing?
1: I am living in Australia by the beach. I am relaxing in my hot tub, listening to my favorite soundtrack, watching my dog play in the yard along with my grandkids and just being in a relationship with my wife that is just so better and passionate because I realized the ways of thinking helped me achieve what I really wanted to achieve.
0: Excellent. So now we're going to wrap up. You're 82 years old sitting on the couch, staring into the eyes of that 16-year-old who's about to go to the golf course. I'm painting you a picture here. We're doing some little time-warping, time-travel, sci-fi fun stuff. You're sitting down next to yourself, who's just about to go to the first day of the golf course. What would you tell your 16-year-old?
1: I would tell him to work as Hard and be dedicated into what he was in at that time and just focus more on the future because I always was worried about the past and and now, and I hardly ever really focused into
0: the future. Would it be safe to say, Michael, that you would tell your 16-year-old, follow your dreams? I would. Fair enough. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael has much more information for you waiting out on his site, Modern Mike. So that's bit.ly forward slash Modern Mike. Be sure to connect with him directly if you have any questions. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you, so I really
1: appreciate it.
0: Does Mike's story sound familiar? Who else do you know in the 4040 Club? Remember at the top of the show we talked about the 40 Club, people who have worked 40 or more hours a week for 40 or more years of their life with this hope and prayer that they're going to have something to retire on. Michael's story is inspiring because something inside him lit the candle of curiosity. He began to realize there's more to life than just a 9-to-5 job, sitting in front of the TV, or going out and partying, and replicating those types of routines for weeks, months, years, and decades, and then wondering what was it all about. His curiosity started him on a path of learning. And the more he started learning, the more he realized his confidence was growing. And his confidence, from what we heard in his story, leaped onto the people that he continues to enjoy as friends. Many times as we make changes, a common side effect is our friends may not be able to come along for the ride. But as you heard the confidence in Mike's voice, that confidence naturally attracted his friends, his family to want to make changes in their life. And that's really exciting. We'll wrap up this segment with a feedback from a gentleman who has completed a 12 week confidence series that we offer. His name is Stuart Young. Stuart started the program, a fairly confident person And his delightful surprise, he realized some of that confidence needed some help.
2: When I started on this journey, I I kind of always thought of myself as pretty confident. Even as a kid, I was reasonably confident. And that's grown as I've grown up. And I've attached that confidence to the achievements I've had along the way. But what I didn't understand is, is how I could share that with somebody else. How, how could I share that with a student of mine if they were asking me how to get more confidence? I wasn't quite sure of what all the factors were, and I, and I thought, I, w- I wonder what that is, and I want to find out why. The unraveling of this journey has been far more eye-opening to me than I ever expected because of just the different facets of where our confidence comes from. So I'm I'm actually a co- quite a confident person. In many areas but what I found was actually there are some areas that actually I'm not confident when we started to analyze it and now I'm (laughs) strangely I'm more confident about understanding where I'm confident and how where I'm not confident I can build that and so I've I've got a real structure to it all I've got a much better understanding I'm I'm still going to go through this book again and do all these things again so I can embed this learning yeah it's been a real eye-opener for me about that
0: so Stu if I'm hearing you correctly you found some of your weakest links
2: yeah bits that I my blind spots I didn't realize where I was not confident and and these exercises have helped point out where I am but also where I'm not so you found those weak
0: links in your chain what was one of your more interesting ahas from this the
2: early on we did that skills inventory the aha I got from that was what well, what I think of my skills is different to what other people think of my skills and there's an overlap where they think that I'm skillful in this, and I also think that, but there's a a whole bunch of other things that they think I'm skillful in that that completely bypasses me. And by understanding that, by listening and understanding what those other skills I've got are, I can then use them to promote myself in other ways, to clients or within relationships or in in any other way. Because again, they were in my blind spot as well. I didn't realize they they were skills. Surprise, surprise. All right, team, comments on what
0: you're hearing from Stu? Would you concur that you've sensed a shift in how Stu has presented himself over the past. This is Sarah.
2: Years.
0: Oh, first Sarah, then Monica. Go for it.
2: Yes, I always when I listen to Stu, I always get aha moments. He always is so insightful when he speaks, and he shares his experiences. And I'm always finding myself writing notes when he's on the on the air because he's always sharing profound experiences, and um, I learn from that. So thank you, Stu.
1: Thank you, sir. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Sarah, I was
1: gonna say pretty much the same thing. Stu, so you're very eloquent and with your words and you
2: really are you've taken a lot of this all these lessons and you've thought very deeply about them. I've loved hearing what you've had to say over all this time. So thank you. Oh the Phillies Beach, Monica, thanks a lot. Yes, and Stu, it is Isabel. Stu is a very, very smart person and very open minded. Even though sometimes we I don't know if we didn't. It's not that we didn't have the same point of view. He was always open to listen to what we had to say. I was in in his group, and I I learned a lot from you. Really, I would love to stay in touch with you. We definitely will. Thanks, Isabel. This is Elaine. I know Stu was always the first one onto the forums with his insightful comments, and he was always beating me there, I right know, and I appreciated <laughs> everything he wrote there as well when we weren't on the show. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is Chase. I love his inside as well.
2: And uh, the accent just puts it over the top for me. It's <laughs> cute. Sarah. Can you please say water for me? Water. Oh, my God. Okay, thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I'm blushing. I'm blushing on this end just for stew. <laughs> for what you paid to be part of this series, there was a fee involved. For what you paid, versus what you're receiving back. First, the question is, do you believe it was a value that what you paid? Stu, your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, I'm agreeing with everyone here. You You can't put a price on changing somebody's life. Now, some of us here are coaches, and we've all had an experience where how we've helped somebody has changed their life in some way, sometimes in a small way, sometimes in a big way. You can't put a price on that. Now, here's the thing. I don't think I've got what I expected to get out of this yet. But what I have got, which I, which I really didn't expect to get, which is what everyone else is talking about the, the insights and the potential value in, in the, going into the future, re going through the book, redoing these exercises, and, getting them, and getting, sucking every bit of value out of, of each one of them, and it's kind of priceless. And also, because I'm a coach, like some of the other people here, I can't help but pass some of that knowledge on now. when I'm teaching somebody, if the word "confidence" comes up in the conversation, I'm going to be so much more equipped to help somebody deal with that because of what i'm what I'm learning here and what I've learned here so in a roundabout way of saying it, it's far, far exceeded in value terms than I could have ever expected, yeah. Can you
0: tell me one other program that you're aware of that does this? None. None.
1: None. No.
0: Even though all of you have told me that you've gotten more than your dollars worth back and that you're satisfied with what you paid with what you're receiving, I'm going above and beyond the program to help you recoup the costs back. To my knowledge, there's no other program out there, so I'm going to toot my horn on that.
2: Stu, what are your thoughts on a group? Yeah, I quite like this idea of doing a group for one chapter a month, which is, I think, kind of how you designed it anyway. And that gives everybody plenty of time to to really sort of absorb them and do the exercises without rushing. Having said that, I'm for any anybody that wants to come into my team, I, I would be contactable on a daily basis. So if people did want to kind of speed ahead a little bit on some things, then, then I'm open to that. So that's okay. And the people I'm looking for... Are, are, are so similar to everybody else. Open-minded, open to learning. Particularly for me, it's about people that are trying to make a big decision and they've got a they've got a barrier in the way and they're not quite sure what it is. And this is this is definitely going to give them more confidence to to go through that barrier. Stu, what's the best way to get a hold of you? The best way is is the one that, the way that I'm open to every single day, and that is at my email, Stuart, and that's S-T-U-A-R-T at How to Change Your Life com. So it's exactly the same as the title of my book, How to Change Your Life One Day At a Takeaways. As we conclude, who wants to offer their first
0: final takeaway as we celebrate our final live show together?
2: Yeah, this is still, I was going to say, just pointing out the potential value of all of this, not not the value that we've already got, which is immense, and, and we've all been saying that. But the potential value going forward, we can't even put a figure on it. We can't even understand how this is going to affect us. We might look back in five years, and this could be a turning point. I mean, a breakthrough, properly. And that's the thing that's kind of like comes to me, come to my mind to, to today. I think it was Monica who said it first, and then other people started saying it. And it was like, yeah, that's it. It's, it's the potential value of this is just un, immeasurable. Mahalo,
0: Sue. I appreciate that. You're touching upon a reality that we all face at some point in time and that is recognizing that all of us are teachers all of us are students and it all has that potential to be priceless thank you for that
2: yeah well to to all the listeners out there one of the things that that just made me decide to actually take this journey was the complete and utter approachability of soul the host he's always there he's there to answer any questions uh, at the drop of a hat most of the time, a little uh, purple hat that he wears. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, he's, he's absolutely 100% uh, committed to everybody getting the best experience out of this. So uh, do yourself a favor and get involved. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to hearing from you.
0: You are also welcome to come visit my site at p a y. 411.co. Again, the word pay, the number's 411, P A Y, 411.co.com.co. And you can come out to the site and poke around and download some free stuff as well. And once again, a reminder please do listen to any of the on demand shows to dive into our archives. Every single show that we've done has information to help you learn how to be paid what you're worth with ease and grace. And of course, I look forward to seeing you in class. We start classes every week, so no matter where you are at in your journey with Pay Me What I'm Worth, you're fully supported. I look forward to meeting you. Aloha.
2: With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?